0: Welcome to the Mad Singers Management Podcast from MadSingers.com, where entrepreneurs and business managers learn and share. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a review.
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to the next episode of the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Today I have none other than Kurt Phillip himself. Welcome to the show, Kurt. What's up, man? It's good to uh, it's good to be chatting to you again. It's been a little while. It have indeed. Um, so, for those of you who don't know Kurt, obviously Kurt, the the standard
0: introduction would be amazing. Sure, sure. Um, well, for those who haven't seen me around the uh, the forums and and or or seen my very aggressive Facebook ads, I'm uh, I'm Kurt Phillip, and I'm the CEO and founder of Convertica, and we uh, we do. We do done for you conversion rate optimization on affiliate lead gen and e-commerce and we're also um, branching out into SaaS and, uh, and those type of businesses too. So we're starting to get into the more corporate style businesses, but uh, yeah, we've, uh, we've been around for a couple of years now and uh, I'm sure most of you have seen our ads at least. Excellent. That's good. So obviously, Kurt,
1: this is very much about management. And and I want to start out with the first question, basically asking you about your management's philosophy, right? So like, tell
0: me a little bit about how you think about management. Yeah, sure. I think uh, you've helped a lot with that over the last few years. I mean, a couple of years ago, we brought you on board to help us scale, scale our team. Um, and one thing that I've really started to develop in the last few years is giving my especially my managers sort of much more responsibility to be able to make executive decisions so when it comes to my management philosophy i'm there to to create the vision create the direction of the company um, and be the the leader and the sort of to provide direction but i give almost uh pure autonomy to my team members um, to be able to, uh, sorry, my, my managers, especially to be able to build out the team in whatever way they think would be best for the company, as long as it fits in with those goals. So that's sort of my management philosophy behind behind uh, how I run things.
1: Excellent. That sounds good. And
0: what what do you generally enjoy the most about managing people? If you do enjoy it. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, it's a great question. I mean, I've gone from a, in the last, you know, five years gone from having a, an affiliate business, um, to having a full agency. Now we have 23 staff. So that's pretty much my full job now is I'm a, I'm a people person, um, rather than, you know, I'm fully out of the operation. So in terms of what I enjoy most with management, um, is, is seeing my, uh, yeah, seeing my team, uh, evolve. So it's like um, you know, bringing a lot of the people started as pretty pretty low level, either VAs or assistants or or, um, or lower level staff members to now you know some of my some of my team team members being on six figures now, and that's sort of for me. Um, very fulfilling um and and because they provide enough value to be able to be paid that much so that for me is seeing them evolve and seeing them have mental breakthroughs and seeing them um yeah evolve as managers themselves um, and see see how much fulfillment it gives them that's sort of what uh what what is most enjoyable for me yeah okay sounds good sounds good
1: what what 's the biggest challenge you feel you've overcome with your company like what's what's sort of the biggest difficult situation you've been in that you' have managed to
0: overcome uh, we were i think the hardest hardest thing for us is we, we weren't able to supply demand as, as much as we needed, which is a good problem to have, but it is also a problem when you can 't scale quick enough um, and I think the biggest thing for us was the higher the higher level management. And this again was a lot to do with you coming in and helping us get our head straight was, um, sort of getting our management to think like managers or heads of their department where they're always looking to improve the department and they're always offloading the tasks to the staff members below them so that the team is always evolving. That's probably been the biggest thing for us because then our company is in this constant, um, this constant stage of evolution, um, and we're never sort of stagnant. And uh, that that for me, especially with the higher level managers, was a huge breakthrough for them because obviously, as you've said to us before, when you're offloading all your tasks to people below you, you think you're going to be made redundant because then you're giving your tasks to people below you. What are you going to do? Well, you're going to work on higher level stuff. You're going to get promoted, and you're going to become more valuable to the company. So, so yeah, that's been the the biggest thing for us, and 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 from that. Um, now the, you know, the second or third level management managers now are training and hiring, um, whereas before it was only the high level guy. So now the, you know, now uh, our operations partner is now, I mean, our operations uh, head of operations is now partner. So he, he moved up enough where he's on profit share and he's actually, it makes a lot of decisions within the company now. Um, And that's, that's been, that's been huge for us where you can get someone that valuable to the company, Uh, but it's always at at the foundation stems from that constant stage of evolution of people um, sort of trickling down their tasks, the people below them so they can work on higher level problems. Awesome.
1: How do you identify tomorrow's leaders? So how are you within the company? I mean, both yourself and with your management team, like how do you identify the next leaders within the group?
0: I mean, I think they self identify um, when you, when you bring, when you uh, sort of give them concepts or give them ideas on where you want to head and they sort of are future focused and they make shit happen and they put stuff into action and they, they follow through with what you've said and they say what they're going to do. I mean, there's a bunch of different, bunch of different things, but I think they self identify very quickly, for instance, when we hire a new staff member, we hire someone on just broad, general, low level tasks, we don't actually create a position for them, we we let them show us what position they will, they will be suited to by how they work. So that's, that's sort of um, how we find the, the leaders is we just watch and see how they respond to tasks and see how much, um, how much sort of uh, energy focus sort of how much intention like how much longer view they have with the company if they if they do want to be with the company longer term and it's all very self-identifying within a very short amount of time uh, We've just hired someone from the Philippines recently on the customer service side who came in as a lower level staff member but she, you know she's got she's got a kid at home she's in the Philippines she's very, Career focus. She's in her mid thirties. She's, you know, there's a very a, a long list of things that would make her suitable to be able to spend the focus and time on on bringing them up. Where there's been other people where we can tell straight away that their focus is more like they just want to make a few bucks um, for now, and maybe you know, maybe they're more lifestyle orientated, um, which is a very big trait within with people in Chiang Mai, cause I've just been in Chiang Mai doing a bunch of hiring and there's nothing wrong with that. It just comes down to know what their focus is, but there's definitely being um, the, the people in Chiang Mai have definitely been more uh, lifestyle orientated. Whereas people in the Philippines, which is why our team is mostly Philippines has been more more longer term focus, which then allows us to be able to groom them better to be, uh, be higher level staff members.
1: Excellent. So what do you do specifically to really upskill your managers and make sure that they perform as people managers? I mean, obviously, you have learned a lot yourself. But 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 how do you try and hand that down to the, the managers you have in your business? And how do you try and upskill them?
0: I think the, the first thing is to identify what motivates them. Um, so once I can identify what motivates them, then it's just a matter of setting Um, setting goals, uh, the company goals that are orientated towards those staff members. So I will sit down with them every, whether it's every quarter or every half, uh, every bi-yearly, and we'll sit down and we'll make sure that, you know, I'll ask them what they want in the next year and where they want to, where they want to head. And then I'll adjust our company goals to be able to support that, which creates a very, very loyal staff member and very, very loyal team member when they can see their boss actually cares about them and is just not in it for the money sort of thing. So, um, so yeah, I think if if that answers your question, that's how we sort of um, that's how we sort of build it into the company, and it creates, like I said, it creates very very loyal staff members when they know that that their boss actually cares about them and isn't just care, uh, caring about the numbers type of thing.
1: Yeah, that's that's amazing. What what do you find particularly unique about your management style? I mean, you 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 have obviously seen and you know a lot of entrepreneurs, right? Like what, what do you find very unique about your style
0: compared to most people around you? Um, yeah, so something that's very different to me from a lot of my peers is that I'm pure results orientated and it can be like that with our business because most clients come on and they're with us for six months type of time frame. Um we have time to be able to, to be flexible with deliverables. So all I care about with my team members is that they do what they say, number one. They turn up on time and that they deliver what is what is required of them. Um, so I don't care too much if you know someone turns up late. Actually, I don't even care if someone turns up late. I don't even care what time. We don't even have starting times for staff. Like they just... It's like uh, I've used that sort of Google philosophy where it's always results based, um, and they wow. work when they want to. Most of my team members have one or two children, um, and obviously that's going to be that's going to um, have a lot of influence on when they work. But it, it also has made them want to work more because they can work when they want to work. So they might spend the day with their children and their their wife, and then they will do the eight hours at nighttime when everyone's in bed, and that. That is, you know, ideal for a lot of uh, people, especially in the Philippines, um, where, where they don't get a lot of time to themselves. But then, you know, one of my, my main operations guy works from, say, 6 p.m. Philippines time until about 2 a.m. in the morning. And that's, you know, it's quieter. There's not a lot of people, you know, the, the, the kid's gone to bed and he can really stay focused. That's something that I think's different to a lot of my peers is I really don't care when you work, as long as everything gets done. And we have a task management dashboard so I can see when things are getting done, if things are overdue and all that sort of stuff. Um, and everything gets fulfilled. So the style does work and it's definitely part of our culture within Convertica for sure.
1: Excellent. So, um, one of the sad truth is that uh, we aren't perfect so uh, that that's important uh, what what are some of the things that you were going to, both something personal and also business wise that you're currently trying to improve
0: uh yeah it's uh it's a it's a good question um yeah i think I think for me what i'm trying to improve is not uh, micromanaging so much. So letting my team have more autonomy to be able to do what they they need to do and be able to have the flexibility, which I have actually worked on a lot in the last six months. So from where I was six months ago to where I am now, um, it has come come a long way where I actually don't meddle too much in... It's it creates more problems if I have input on a campaign is what I'm trying to say. So like, I'll, I'll let the team do what they need to do. No one loves a boss that comes in um, and just interrupts because he's got a big ego. He doesn't actually know what's going on, which I used to do quite often because you know, at the start I was the man. So then you think, you know, you create the company that you should have executive decision-making process, but that's always the worst when the, what's it, what's that saying called when the, when the, um, the most senior person in the room is always gets the last say. I can't remember what the saying is, but, um, yeah, I try to stay. That's something that I try to try to do is just stay out of it. And, you know, my job as CEO is just to, it's just to, you know, be the leader and to be the vision visionary and work on high level partnerships. So that's what I should be. I shouldn't be coming in and meddling in other people's departments. So, um, yeah, that's that's what I'm working on. What was the other? What was the other question? I so that was, that was personally,
1: and then what? What about yeah. the business then? Like, what? Anything in particular you're you're
0: really wanting to improve in the business itself right now? Um, I think getting our getting our uh, our USP clear and getting our offering clear. So what happened in the last the last year was um, I, I was going to a lot of masterminds and getting a lot of shiny object syndrome and being around a lot of internet marketers that were are doing well, but in other ways that we were. For instance, last year I, I was too focused on doing courses when our main business offering was done for you, conversion rate optimization. And I got sidetracked with creating this course, scaling this course um, and getting, you know, at the start of the year, I was just like, look, what am I doing? I need to get focused back on what our main offering is and that is providing conversion rate optimization on scale to a bunch of businesses and making an efficient And ever since we've switched back to that, the business has gone, gone through the roof. So, um, that for me is, is been my main focus for the business. It's just been super focused with our offering and making that offering, uh, like delivering on that offering. And the, I mean, the greatest, uh, the greatest view of that is that we're not getting any re- refunds. We're getting great results for our clients and we're scaling at the same time. So, um, yeah, we we know what we, we know what our offering is. We just need to, I just need to stay clear on it. Um, and that was probably the biggest at the start of the year was the biggest, uh, change in, in, in sort of like vision with the company. Cause it's trying to do a million things at once, because the issue is people give their input and people in your masterminds, people in your peer circle give their input on what you think you should do, but they don't actually know the business and they don't actually know the, the business inside out. And I think that was something that, uh, that I took on too much. Yeah. Yeah, and I would say,
1: I mean, I hate it, but focus is key. <laughs> Absolutely. As an entrepreneur, it's a horrible thing to say, but uh, but if
0: you want to make stuff happen, focus is key. Right? And I think there's a lot of other attractive things that a lot of other people spout, like Facebook ads. You know, create a course that's automated, scalable. Then you can scale it with Facebook ads, get your cost per conversion down, and then scale it to the moon. But it doesn't, like, it's not attractive having real team members and scaling them out. And it's that's not something attractive. Most people, like when I started this agency, were like, what are you doing, man? Why are you going back into an agency when you've been an affiliate? But do you know what? It's been the most fulfilling thing I've done in my whole career was building out this team and learning how to work with people again and scaling it to, you know, now... Now we're working with 50 to 60 clients a month and like being able to handle that capacity is because we have a team, you know? So um, sometimes you just have to trust your own, your own vision and, and not sort of take too much advice from people that don't really understand your, your business model.
1: Yeah, that's, that makes sense, that makes sense. Well, what do you consider being the biggest risk in your company right now and, and how are you trying to mitigate it?
0: Yes. I think uh, we've talked about this before. I think uh, we were, we, I let my uh, operations partner hire a lot of people within his own peer group. Um, He didn't have a lot of hiring skills originally. He's really good now, but he didn't have a lot of hiring skills originally. So he hired a couple of his siblings and then their friends. And it was a very sort of tight knit community where if something went wrong, it was posing a lot of risk to the, to the company in terms of If, you know, if there was some bad blood or some family feud or something, it could have created a lot of issues. So we've been working since our last meeting in Manila in March, I believe it was, um, we've been working on hiring people out of that. So everyone we've hired since, we've hired, I think, four since have not been part of that, um, part of that core group. And uh, yeah, it's been going well. Um, And we've just been trying to diversify the company so that it just brings the risk down fair bit um and yeah just working on our training so now that we now that we have one core offering um we can we can make sure that less mistakes happen and mistakes are very rare now so it's it's very good that we're not trying to do courses and everything because a lot of mistakes were happening so now we can just focus on having three or four safety checks before a campaign goes live so that you know if we're working on an seo site we have to be careful there's a lot of things that can go wrong. Um, we have to make sure that we've got, you know, three or four safety checks before something goes live to make sure that we don't get someone site penalised or, or something like that. And that's something that we've been working on a lot. So, so, so yeah, the biggest risks that we saw were, you know, the team being too too tight tight knit. I guess. Um, so we've been working on building that out, and then also just making sure the systems are are, are better better off. Um, Yeah, and and those are those are the two main issues we have that we're working on. on Excellent.
1: Well, lots lots of great information so far. So, uh, lastly, I'm I'm very curious. Any any particular type of tips, tricks, either what to do from a management standpoint, or any applications you're using, or any sort of any sort of amazing tips that you feel others should should know about.
0: If you've got a if you've got a service based service based uh, offering um, where you're working with clients I think that the huge thing for us recently has been we, were, we had two or three developers in-house that we were working with and just developers are developers they love creating things but they hate fixing things when they go wrong it's just built into their psyche so um, what we what we've done recently that's been a huge win is we we went on to, we went on to upwork and we hired the best of the best agencies you know with ninety eight plus percent reviews that have worked one hundred plus one hundred thousand plus hours that had a bunch of criteria that made them the cream of the crop so that whenever we have a task now we 're not limited by bandwidth at all for fulfilling uh, products now, so we have about five different agencies on hand um, that have really good project managers that are already built in to their to their company that already have customer service built into their company that they have, you know, developers for every type of content management system or whatever. Um, and that's been huge for us, which means we can take on 10 projects at once and our three developers won't get backed up. Um, so that's been, that's been a huge one for us recently was just hiring a bunch of different agencies that we can not only trust, obviously we test them out before um, we, we get them on projects, but that's been huge for us and, and it's really allowed us to scale to that next level level recently when it comes to uh, fulfilling our product because it is very heavy, heavily dev orientated uh, development orientated on our side. So interesting. That sounds yeah, good. Yes, that's, that's been good for us. And I mean that can be that can be used for for other types of um, stuff too. I mean if you're if you've got a, if you've if you do graphic design, if you do web design, if you do uh, just a bunch of different things, you can hire agencies that have 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 staff that you can just throw a ton of projects at them um, yeah. and you, you can just be the agency that is the front of house. You do the customer communication, you do the actual fulfilling of the product, but then you actually use these other companies to actually do the actual uh, the service work. So
1: yeah, well that sounds super interesting. So that's cool. I think that was really good Kurt. lots of, lots of valuable information. Um, here in the end, if people are absolutely desperate to get in contact with you, what's the best way to do that?
0: Uh, I mean, yeah, you can you can find me on Facebook if you want to contact me personally, Kurt Phillip, or you can, if you want to read a bit more about what we do with our done for you service, you can go to convertica.org dot org, and we have a bunch of different case studies on our blog and a bunch of different, uh, yeah, about how our service works and and so on on there. So you can find me on, you can also find me on LinkedIn, just search for Kurt Phillip too. So um, yeah, always love to chat about everything CRO related.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you very much for joining me
0: today. Uh, It was a pleasure talking to you. It's my pleasure, man. Anytime. Thank you for listening to the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Please leave a review. It means the world to us. You can also learn more about management at madsingers.com.